We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is recorded and produced, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, whose sovereignty was never ceded and this area's original name was Nam. We pay respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Damn! We're in a tight spot. Welcome to Music Town. May I service you? Great Scott! It will never be enough! I only want to hear Yaya Ding Dong! Ah, as if! Dignity. Always dignity. Hello, you're listening to You Watched What? I'm Amy. And I'm Kate. And this week we watched the 2019 Christmas movie, Last Christmas. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good now. Thank you. What's wrong with Amy? What's wrong with Amy? What's wrong with Amy this week? What's wrong with Amy? What's wrong with Amy? What's wrong with Amy this week? What was wrong? We've had awful colds in this house. Oh, that's no fun. Like, awful the last... Oh, not last. The last week has been okay. The week before, we were messes, Mm. all of us, here in the house. There were rapid COVID tests happening and lots of phlegm and bodily fluids. (laughs) (laughs) It is really good that you can get the rapid tests now because that's just, I think, a part of life that anytime you get any kind of respiratory illness, get it checked out. Yeah. We're all good now. You know, I think it just hit us hard because none of us have really had a decent cold in like two years. So, yeah, we we were all a bit pathetic for a few days. It's fantastic that wearing masks and social distancing have gotten rid of like there's been almost no flu cases the last two years. But the problem is then when you just get a simple cold, your body goes, oh, what are you doing? And you just think, oh, no, that's it. I'm going to die of this, this cold that is not COVID. Um, yeah, I was seriously sick for like three days, but it was a poor me kind of three yeah, days. Yeah. We're all just going to be <laughs> huge sucks about it. Yeah, well, it wasn't great, but we got through it. We're all good. Good, good. Mm. Well, our kitten, we've got the Christmas tree up, which has just been super exciting for a kitten, as you can imagine. Oh, <laughs> we've had a few dramas. We originally started, we didn't put any of our breakable ornaments on at all this year. Why? So it was looking a little bit bare, bare and sparse. <laughs> but we were like, better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. Um, and then we had an incident where he chewed through one of the cords on the lights. Mm. And our dad, who's super, super handy, while he was here looking after the girls one night while I was at work, he just crimped them back together. So my lights are fixed. Yay. So that's fine. Um, then it turned into – so then he, he he's kind of like a cat that I've done that now. So I've chewed the lights for a while. I'm good. I'm, I don't need to do that anymore. I've had that experience. <laughs> and then it turned into him climbing the tree. Like he'd get oh, into the middle yes. and climb right to the top of the tree. So he did that. A few times. And then the other day I um, went to Big W and I just bought a heap of – they've got these big tubes of baubles for like $2.50. Love it. 
So I grabbed a couple of those and so we've filled our tree right up and that's kind of just – it's good because he's distracted by these big baubles that we've put down low yeah. and he kind of bats them and plays with them and that's all he's interested in doing with the tree now. Fantastic. So we're, he's not climbing, he's not chewing anymore, he's just playing with the baubles. So oh, good boy. hopefully that kind of, you know, <laughs> stays that way. Yeah. When my cat who was a big boy as soon as I got him and he mm. grew to full size in about nine months and he's every time I take him to a vet they were like oh he's very big for a Devon oh really yeah, is they're, he they're generally a lot smaller oh. and he's just a beast okay because don't th- I don't look at him and think he's a massive cat he's, though he's massive for that breed he's not I don't okay. he's not massive for cats okay when I got him I had a small Christmas tree like yeah I remember your little one yeah and he was Basically, almost a full size cat. There was like at least four kilos of cat at this point, and so he would at climb nine it. months. Oh my god, he was a beast, and he would climb it, and then it would tip over at, because he would yeah, wa- too, weigh it too down, big, and it would be top heavy, and it would crash on him. So I didn't have a Christmas tree for a few years because he was a little rat bag. Yeah, he has mellowed. What do you do now? Do you have a Christmas tree now? I feel like I haven't been to your your place at Christmas in a long time. No, I haven't put up decorations yet. I'll have to pull them out and see what I've got. I do mm. have from Kmart. Oh, your like bauble wreath. And I have the bauble wreath. I remember you had I, your bauble wreath. I do yeah. have decorations and some lights. I've got to do it. I might do that yeah. tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, you would get into the spirit. Oh, it's always nice to have the decorations yeah. up. Yeah. I do enjoy that. Yes. Yeah. I went to a gig last night. Wow. The Melbourne International Jazz Festival is on. Oh, awesome. And went and saw this band with a friend, um, Horns of Leroy. They're a Melbourne band doing like big brass, like in the New Orleans oh, style. Cool. Like picture those brass bands um, at Beyonce's Homecoming. Yes. That style. It was really good. Oh, amazing. And I haven't been to a gig in almost two years. So. Yeah, well, you and everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, touch, touch for wood. Omicron, but that uh, was fun. Well, yeah, good luck. Fingers crossed. <laughs> what have you been watching besides getting out and about? Ooh. This weekend, so I'm a big fan of the podcast, um, The Evolution of Horror. This season they've been doing alien movies and the most recent episode was about Attack the Block. Oh, yes. And District 9, the South African alien movie. And so I watched that on the weekend. Had you seen that? No, I had never seen it before. I I remember seeing that when it first came out. And it's really good. Yeah, it is really, really good. So I really enjoyed that. Oh, good. I've been watching um, Selling Sunset. Ah, Season four. Yep. I feel like it's just Amy's reality um, corner. That's I mean, all. It kind of is. It's basically, well, I've worked it out, and I may have said this to you before. Reality TV at the moment seems to be the only thing that my brain can mm. manage and deal with. Yeah. <laughs> all I can deal with is overdramatic women fighting, basically. Yep. <laughs> That's all my brain can take in and process right That's now. Soap operas were always popular. Like yeah. it's big. True. And the storylines are really clear. Yes. And Nothing quick. with that. And yeah. yeah, so I've I've started watching that, which is entertaining. And also kind of I can TikTok at the same time. Yeah. 
Like it's not important stuff. I'm not going to miss out on anything. When you've got a lot on, on, it's just really nice to be able to watch something that isn't super high demanding. Mm. When I need that, I well, I was watching. Um, that's how I got through most of Superstore. Oh yes, and I go back to Bob's Burgers. If yeah, I need something that's just going to be like nice, and I can dip in, and I don't have to be paying 100 percent attention. Yeah, I've watched most of it before. The last couple of days, I've actually been craving to watch New Girl or Shit's Creek, and mm. I think that's why because I know they're so familiar to me, yeah. and I know. I don't have to watch everything to know what's going on and I can have a little giggle because the last this last week's been pretty full on. We had our concert, our filming concert, which you came up and helped with. I did, yes. Um, and then the other day we got a storage unit for the dance school. So I've been moving stuff into the storage. I feel like I have not stopped. We're getting our laundry though. redone on – Monday, tomorrow, I'm getting the laundry. Guys are coming to do new cabins, cabins, cabinetry. <laughs> cabinetry. Cabin, cabinetry. <laughs> um, so this morning, like I was taking down, like dismantling our, um, this is it, my brain's not even working. What are they called? Shelves. <laughs> so I was taking shelves down and I've emptied out. I just feel like I have not stopped. I you went. haven't. I did my very first tip run. <gasps> I did a tip run by myself. Now you are really a grown-up. I know. I put the Christmas lights up on our house by myself. Oh, my goodness. I told my husband the other day I do not need a husband anymore because he's been away so long. I've just done everything myself. <laughs> Better bring his A-great game when he comes back. Cause yeah. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't need him for no. the man jobs anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just done it myself. Yep. Not dick, penis. Well, dick means penis. Dick means penis. Dick means penis. No, dick yeah. is our neighbor. It also means penis. Dick, our neighbor is called penis? Dick is penis. Penis is dick. Just That's stop the saying same dick word. and penis. It's just, I'm trying uh, to explain. Whatever, you know. So this week <laughs> we watched Last Christmas, written by Emma Thompson and Bryony Kimmings, directed by Paul Feig. This was your pick, Amy. I know. Well, this was... It was interesting because I hadn't seen it. I knew nothing about it other than mm. it was a Christmas movie and it came out a few years ago. And yep. I knew that there was some kind of George Michael flavour through it. Yep. So, And I love George Michael, always have. Yeah. So that kind of drew me to it, but I knew nothing about the story. So it was kind of a gamble mm. doing it because, you know, I haven't picked one yet that I hadn't seen, that I didn't know that I – loved and could talk about so yeah. um yeah it was a gamble but I think it paid off mm-hmm. yeah I thought it was really I really enjoyed it also hadn't seen it didn't really know much about it you know yeah. the main cast I remember it coming out yeah and hadn't really thought about it yeah and it was good because for once in my life I didn't google what was going to happen good idea it's nice to be able to go in. So and because I, you know, why fresh. though? Because I didn't actually think anything was going to happen. I guess. Yep. I thought it was just going to be a nice little Christmas movie. I kind of from the ads, I kind of got that um, the main character Kate, who's played by Amelia Clark, who we know from Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. 
I kind of felt that her character was just kind of being a bit of a shambles. She meets this guy. He helps her with her family trauma at Christmas time. la di da da That's kind of what I felt was going to happen. And that is what happens. We need to do the spoiler warning. Yeah, go. We okay. going to talk about spoilers in Go this and watch it because there is a twist in it mm-hmm. that made me burst into tears. Oh. And... We're you, not going to be able to talk about this movie for yeah, very without long. Yeah, it. So without you, you talking need about to, the ending. So Yeah, you need to go and watch it. If yep. you, go and watch it now. Go. Okay, welcome back. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was delightful. I, I enjoyed found it. it really delightful. And I went in feeling a little bit resistant. Like I I don't know why, but I felt like I was gonna be a little bit hard on well, it. Well, as we know, this over. isn't our favourite genre. True. Romantic comedies aren't our favourites. But it had Henry Golding as Tom, yeah. who was in the last romantic comedy that I truly enjoyed, uh, Crazy Rotations. Yes, it's true. Also Michelle Yeoh, who was in that as well, yes. who I love. Who is all, was also in the awful movie we tried to watch a few weeks ago, The oh, Mummy yeah. 3. <laughs> did we even – we didn't even get up to her, though. Yeah, yeah, we did. did she's we? in it right at the start. She's, she she's too. like the main – Guess what? Yeah. I've wiped all of what we watched for that terrible third movie. I think she's like in the movie. very first scene. <laughs> it's gone now. It's gone. I wiped it out. Like as soon as we stopped watching and turned on Jumanji, my brain went, won't be needing Jumanji. that information. <laughs> gone. The rock. Your but brain I, just went into the rock mode. It did. Michelle Yeoh, I love her. We will talk more about her as she as her character yeah. appears. But my takeaway from this for her was, People should cast her in comedies more. Yeah, she was so good. She's, her comic timing. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she was very funny. She was in really, this. really good. She's great at drama. She's done a lot of action. Like, she really is an all-rounder. But I would love to see her in more mm. comedies because she was really, really funny mm. in this. And it was directed by Paul Feig. Yep. Is that how we say it? We, we, Paul Feig. Feig, we were discussing before how you say his name. Who, like, I've just realised he's probably one of my favourite directors. I mean, like, he did this movie and then I named, like, five movies he's done. And, and I was like, like, oh. I love, I love them all. I he did the him. Ghostbusters. Yeah, with the, the, lady late, Ghostbusters. the Lady Ghostbusters. Which was great. People give that a bad rap, but. They're wrong. Yeah, I think Flat it's out, so good. Care. They're wrong. It's yeah. a really good movie. It's a good I Ghostbusters. I do too. Um, I Bridesmaids. Do. <laughs> Bridesmaids is a great comedy. Yeah. And A Simple Favour, which I watched a year or so ago. Um, it's a bit of a thriller. I've got to put that on my list. It was good. Not the best, but like no mm. Gone Girl kind of. Oh, kind of. Maybe it is up there with Gone Girl. Go- Gone Girl. Oh Gone Girl. Your accent Gone. just went Didn't it? full was <laughs> there. I know. Gone Girl. Gone Girl. We're going to do Gone Girl. Yeah. yeah. You, do you know the crazy girl in Gone Girl? Amy Dunn. Amy Dunn. Yeah, I know. Which is my... My maiden name's yeah. done. <laughs> so that, that's not why we're going to do it, but it's been on my list since the start of the podcast that I do want to cover that movie, and that is a chunk why. Not the whole reason. Yeah, she's but crazy. The fact that she's got Amy's name, <laughs> which I didn't know when I went and saw it. No, the first neither time. did I. I was, I was like, like, what? What did, what did they call? What did they call it? What? This is huh? fantastic. I mean, the only difference is it's spelled slightly differently, so there's that. But so good. Paul Feig also, very snappy dresser, always in really nice suits. Stylish man. Yeah. Okay, so we start our movie in Yugoslavia in 1999. 
this is where and this is where I paused the movie same. and did some research because I went hang hang on yeah hang on a minute yeah <laughs> we had exactly the same reaction which was no that sounds wrong to me pause I'm going to look that up Yugoslavia stopped being Yugoslavia. an independent country yeah stopped being Yugoslavia in 1992 yes which I felt like I did remember that as happening yeah because I kind of went in late childhood I don't, yeah yeah I was a bit like I don't think that's a country anymore like I was I was a bit confused yeah so so I think this is why then it was a little bit harder for myself to for me to let myself be won over by the movie because they started with a clangor yeah but later on it is referred to as the former, the former U- Yugoslavia yeah. so Which I think is a pretty common term for people who are from there from that era well, and do, I kind of it. wonder because they we find out later that they like fled because of the war. Mm. How like had the war was the war over by ninety two or was it still kind of happening and they've had to flee like after and are they kind of resistant to the split and still wanting to call the whole thing Yugoslavia? I just wonder if that was kind of yeah I, I don't, don't know. know. And to be weird. honest, that's quite intense for, uh, you know. Okay, Yugoslav Wars, according to Google, 1991 to 2001. So even though Yugoslavia stopped being Yugoslavia in 92, it wasn't over, over. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah Yugoslavia was not Yugoslavia in 1999. No, so we don't know whereabouts they were then, actually. They, they should have just said the former Yugoslavia. It was very yeah, distracting. it was, wasn't it? It's quite heavy topic for a Christmas romantic comedy too. Yeah, well, there's, there's a few topics in here that are a bit heavy. Are a bit heavy. So we're in a church in Yugoslavia in 99 <laughs> that we, we don't think actually existed. Um. And our main character, Katarina mm-hmm. slash Kate, is singing in church. And it's, it's a gorgeous song. And I couldn't recognise it to start with. And I was a little bit like, oh, well, this is be- – I was just thinking, this is beautiful, this song mm. that she's singing. So I, like, took the hard way of doing it and rewound and I shazammed it. <laughs> and then I found out it was um, – it gave me some techno song. I was like, it's not a techno song. Like it was Shazam, Shazam just you. did not work. No. And then I Googled the lyrics that she was singing and then I was like, of course, it's a George Michael song, Heal the Pain. Yep. And then as soon as I pressed play again, it came up with the song name and who it was by. I was like, an idiot you could have waited like <laughs> 10 seconds you didn't know I couldn't though I could not wait 10 no. seconds I needed to know then and there what this gorgeous song was and it was yeah beautiful but it's not a George Michael song that I actually really know yeah it's not like one of his like big hits mm. really we forget that he was a great balladeer and we only really remember the bangers mm-hmm so um She's singing. They're all in the church. They all look pretty proud of her, like she's doing a beautiful job. Yep. Emma Thompson is her mum and she has a bit of a weep. Her sister's like, I don't know, biting her nails and not super into it in the way of many younger sisters. Yeah. 
Well, I think she's her the dad older is also sister. there. Is she the older sister? I think she's the older sister. Actually, that does make a, a yeah. bit more sense. The dad is also there looking proud. Yeah. it's. I'm assuming it's Christmas at that point. The th- look, the movie's theme is Christmas. <laughs> sure. Everyone's in gold. Like it looks beautiful. It's visually beautiful and the, the singing is mm. beautiful. The yeah. song's beautiful. It it's, is a nice opening yeah, scene. Yeah, it's a really nice opening scene. And then we flash forward to London 2017. This is – and this is where I kind of was like, oh, because it's Christmas time. George Michael passed away on Christmas Day in London in 2016. Yes. So I kind of then was like, is this going to be like – about is last George Christmas? an alien? Is, no, no. alien? I didn't mean to say that. Is George an angel is what I meant to say. Uh, oh. God, aliens <laughs> We're both very tired. Well, I kind of thought that I, yeah, I was a bit George? like, is this going to be about George? Because, you know, she sung a George Michael song. Um, yeah, in the, She's in, the, in a bar. The song is by like the original is now playing and there's a comment made of like, oh, is this your favourite song? You've played it five times in a row. And I thought, yeah. oh, is she like a, a George Michael super fan that's like devastated? Because yeah. we found out here in Australia, it was Boxing Day obviously yeah. here. We're a bit, bef- you know, ahead. And I was sitting in the backyard. I, was, I had just made a margarita and my kids were swimming in their little kiddie pool. And then our other sister was down from Western Australia visiting and she came over and said, George Michaels died. And I remember just sitting there, us crying, like playing George Michaels mm. songs, crying, drinking margaritas. We were devastated. Yeah. So I was a bit kind of like, oh, is this going to be about, you about, know, last, about. last Christmas George Michael died. Yeah. And look, Stacey – Loves George Michael. Oh, he's just she, I remember her crying when Wham broke up, so yeah. she was there the whole time. Yeah. It was very sad when he died. It was, it was too it was young. It was really, really sad. But no, it's, it's not. not. It's, not <laughs> it's, it's not so heavily like I had hoped it was going to turn into some kind of George Michael. Yeah. My, Michael some kind of George Michael biopic. That also would have been great. Yeah, like I didn't know. I didn't know what I was watching. <laughs> I picked a movie I had knew nothing about. We should do this more often where we just go in blind and it's like, what? what is going to happen? Yeah. So, George does get a writing credit though because yeah, well, Last Christmas is credited as inspiring yeah. the, the story. And he, and he um, it says music composed by. Yeah. So he the whole soundtrack is George Michael. Yeah. And that's nice. So she's at this bar. She meets Ed. She takes Ed takes her back. He's a bit of a oh, not my cup of tea. Ed in the morning. He's, Ed's a fuck boy. Oh, big time. So he goes out to get like coffee for them or something. Like he's a real he's, wanker. What does he say? He's going to get her something really wankery. He says to her, oh, and off he goes to get his. I mean, it's not bad. One night stand etiquette. No, but when you're going to be a, a a wanker about soy latte, I don't even know. I can't even remember what he said, but I remember just thinking you're a tosser. <laughs> um, so he goes off, 
And Ed's girlfriend comes home early from her business trip or her girls' weekend away or something, something, and finds Kate in the shower. Um. And so poor Kate, who <laughs> currently has some sketchiness around her living situation, mm-hmm. she's a bit homeless. Yeah, she doesn't need to be homeless. Mm. No, she it's, can go home to her parents, yeah. but she's resisting that for some reason. Yeah. And we don't find out for a little while. Um, so, so she's sort of couch, couch surfing. Yeah, she's at this couch point. surfing. She's got a little suitcase and she's yep. couch surfing. So we have a bit of a montage of her then getting ready and going to work. Mm-hmm. Last Christmas yep. is playing at this point. Yep. And she's sort of, you know, throwing things on. Actually, the little, like, she's got like these normal, like, stack heel boots. Oh, they're cool boots. They're, they are cool boot, boots. But the little, like elf shoe felt thing that she yeah. puts on them to have like elf shoes. Yeah. That is such I a know. good idea. I love that. I know. So she works in a Christmas shop. Oh my God. I want to visit this Christmas shop so badly. It does look pretty good. It does look pretty good. Yeah. Oh, uh, it looks like, and it looks like a beautiful, I'm guessing they're still in London because she just kind of yeah. catches the train, but it looks like a real village. Mm. There's a bit where we see, and I don't know if this is where it was filmed, but they say like Covent Garden Market. So, oh, okay, yeah, in that yeah. Area is it looks really beautiful. Lovely. It looks like a real Santa kind of village at this time of year. Yeah, the way it's done up, and this Christmas shop, which is a all year round Christmas shop. Yep, but it is, it's decked it's gorgeous, out so yeah. well. Like yeah. they've done a really, really lovely job. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to meet her sassy boss. Santa. Santa. I think I wrote down, it's like, is her name really Santa? <laughs> and that is dealt She with. just gets called Santa throughout. Yeah, I was like, is it a – I guess it's a title. If you're the boss of the Christmas shop, you're Santa. Yeah, I love it. I love that for her. Yeah, Michelle Yeoh is so funny. She's – yes, and she's got she's got gravitas, you know. She's got a real presence in everything she does. And so it's fun to get to see her do something a bit more light and humorous. Great comic timing. Truly mm-hmm. one of the great actresses of our time. Yeah. I love her so much. She's Henry Golding's mum in Crazy Rich Asians for anyone who hasn't seen that. And yeah, and I don't think so they good. actually have any scenes together in this I movie. Think they do because I had that moment of, oh, Michelle Yeoh's in this. I didn't realise she was yeah, in this. Yeah, but I don't think there's any kind of scenes or interaction yeah. with them at all. Oh, it's a shame. She was so good in that too in a, in a really dramatic role. Oh, yeah, she was really – that's a great so movie. Yeah. So while she's working as an elf in this Christmas shop, mm-hmm. which can I mention her her kind of uniform stays the same, but she always has a different elfy headdress on, yeah. which I loved. Yeah. And Michelle goes not in costume, but she is always kind of Christmassy anyway. Yeah, she looks festive yeah. all the time. She does. So her sister, um, Kate's sister, comes in to tell her to call her mother. Because she's missed five doctor's appointments. And this is our first kind of clue that um, Kate's not been well. Yeah. We don't know what. And for a little while I was thinking maybe it was like mental illness. Because mm. she, she does not seem happy. No. And she seems a bit dishevelled and her life's a little bit kind of tattered. And I kind of thought, oh, maybe she's been in hospital, like in a in a facility for um, some – yeah, mental, mental health problems. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of thought, oh, I thought that was the track we were going down for yeah. a little while. Yeah. Also wrong. 
<laughs> but she does have, and I noticed this at a certain point because I thought, like, oh, I think that I think this is on purpose. She has really strong eyeliner, and specifically, uh-huh. like, quite dark and smudged on the under yes. eye. It's like the official movie shorthand for mentally unstable. This woman's a bit, yeah, having a bit of a time. Yeah, and and definitely her her makeup was much worse because she was just in the shower from being at True. the bar the night before, and she was really pander eyed when she was getting kicked out of that apartment. Yeah. yeah. So so they do use that as a shorthand for yeah, yeah. Her life is kind of a bit chaotic. Yeah, she's she hasn't she's not in complete control of everything. Yeah. So and her sister comes by in, in the movie uniform of the good sister who yeah. is complying with the parents' desires mm-hmm. and you can tell she's got some kind of a corporate job. She's a natural brunette. Yeah, and That's she's kind of saying, there. you know, you're making my life hard because you're not calling her back. Call her back. Call mum back. Yeah. So then we know, okay, maybe the illness and the problems with the parents could be related, mm-hmm. but they are still in contact, but she – because it's a movie, also won't put her phone on silent, or block yeah, her mum's no. number. You know, we've so got to we know when the mum calls, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the star of Screen and Broadway, Patty Lapone, pops in for like one scene just to buy a Christmas ornament. It's great. My God, really? Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that went over my head. Oh, the I Christmas ornaments in this are bonkers. Yeah. Which they lean into. They've oh, clearly love gone it. for wild, the wildest ones they can find. Yeah, I love it. Just with the explanation that Michelle Yeoh's character is Chinese and has all the good Chinese hookups. Yeah. She's on AliExpress for She's sure. definitely <laughs> on all the sites where you actually need to be able to read Chinese to get the good stuff. Yeah. So while she's dusting these Christmas ornaments, she spots a very handsome man outside and he's looking up just kind of looking up into the sky. And so she kind of goes out there and approaches him and he's like, what are you looking at? Um, and he, he kind of like tells her, to, oh, look up and can you see that? And it's a special kind of bird and the bird promptly poos in her eye. Mm. Um, it was pretty funny actually. It was really funny. This is where I started to feel like the cast are amazing. Actually, that was pretty funny. Yeah, I'm being because that could have this. been a really daft kind of scene, mm, yeah. but it, it – works they're both charming amelia clark is very charismatic and charming henry golding is gorgeous and Mm -hmm. also very charming it works yeah so he comes back he kind of goes she rushes off to clean herself up and he comes back a little bit later and asks her to go for a walk with him and she's a bit like "Mm, no or does she go on this this point i think she's just like no she's like no go away you're weird stop it and, yeah, we're getting the impression she's looking for hookups, that's fine, but anything that's actually like might – a whiff of emotional attachment or interest, mm-hmm. not on the table for her. Yeah. Not interested. Yeah. The Christmas gibbon. Oh, yes. So <laughs> – Sorry. I'm just looking down at my nose like, I handsome, want a Christmas gibbon. A very handsome man comes into the, the store just as they're closing up. This subplot – I loved so much. So this, this yeah, this like Danish-looking guy comes in, yeah, just gazing at Michelle Yeoh. I know they 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 instantly fall in love. It's yeah, like they love just at have like love sight. at first sight over Christmas <laughs> ornaments, and they're both just like 
stunned mullets. They just both are just like mesmerized by each other. I know. And can't he, function. He's, he's picking up objects without breaking any kind of eye contact. And it's <laughs> great. I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> this is gold. I know. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's really good. And yeah, he's like, says he's going to come back to buy this Christmas gibbon, which I want a Christmas gibbon if that was real. Yeah, well, probably. We'll get on, we'll get on to Ally Express yeah, later well, and see yeah. what bonkers Christmas ornaments we can find for next year. So Kate has to lock up for some reason um, and she's rushing off to an audition and this is where we work out that she still loves to sing. Mm-hmm. She wants to kind of be on the West End, I guess. Yeah, make a career. Yeah, so she has to rush off to an audition and she doesn't lock the door properly. Yep. As soon as Michelle Yeoh is leaving, going like lock up, I'm like, yeah, I know okay. where this is going. Yeah, so she she rushes off. It's an awful audition. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, with a great supporting cast yeah. of comedy. Yeah, you know. we all know and recognise. Yeah, Rob Delaney and Peter Serafinowicz. So that was funny. But yeah, it goes terribly. She's mm-hmm. late. Yeah, it's, it's a, a sham- Yeah, it's a shambles. But when she leaves, she bumps into this mystery man again. We find out that his name is Tom and he takes her for the walk. The walk. Um, and she keeps her sense of humour about it because he does take her down like alleyways and he's teaching her. It's, it's really, really sweet but I can mm. also see like why on a very first date you'd be like, hmm. Creepy. <laughs> yeah, am I going to be murdered by this, you know, charming man as we just walk the the tiny little side alleys of London? Yeah. It does seem like a nice, like, walking to a date. Yeah, it reminds me of something that you could do in Melbourne with oh, all totally. of our alleyways and things. Yeah. And, you know, the spoiler is not that he's, he's not going to murder her. He is actually nice, so it's okay. Yeah, and he tells her to look up because these are all areas, and it's so true because I could, could kind of picture doing this here in Melbourne yeah. as well where you – those alleyways you usually use to get from a from point A to B, which is exactly why they built them in Melbourne. Yeah, too, and just to you make cut the through, easier. and it's they're so good. But if you do look up, you'd see beautiful building structures yeah. and o- old signs, yeah, and street art. Yeah, so that's his kind of thing. Like, look up and and notice other things. Yeah. That's not just don't have tunnel vision, I guess. Yeah, which is. I know it's about her mental state and her just being really unhappy at this point, but that's a really easy thing to do if you live mm-hmm. in the city is you get into your routines and you head yeah. down and you don't look for those little, you know, yeah, beautiful things that are around you. It's heaps easier to do when you're fresh to a place, yeah. like tourists basically. He takes her to a little garden and they sit on a lovely like um, park bench, park bench and – he discusses all the people that are also sitting on other park benches and and things. Um, she tells him that she's going to audition for Frozen, and he doesn't know what Frozen is. Can we quickly Google to find out what year Ooh. Frozen came out? Yes, we can. Because I've just kind of think I've realised something, mm. and I think you have too. Yeah. I didn't notice it. No, I didn't notice no, it. Frozen came out twenty thirteen. Okay, so he's just an idiot. Yep. Um, <laughs> he's just unaware. Like, this is clearly a man who doesn't have kids or nieces or nephews, no nibblings. Yeah. So she has to do this audition on ice and she admits, like, she's never put ice skates on or anything, which is pretty ballsy, isn't it, to go? Ballsy or stupid? <laughs> like, very stupid. So 
their date finishes. She has a lovely time. He tells her that he, he doesn't own a phone. There's no way of contacting him. He'll just kind of show up when, if he shows up, I guess. This is a red flag in a not, in, in a normal real world situation. But uh-huh. it is a romantic comedy, so it's fine in this environment. Mm-hmm. So he's a. Do you know of the manic pixie dream girl trope in movies? No. Okay, this was um, the term was coined by um, Nathan Rabin, who writes, or at the time he wrote for AB Club, mm-hmm. which is like the Onion satirical magazine's yes, like actual review mm-hmm. section. And I think it was um, the movie Elizabeth Town, but you know the female character who just exists in a movie to be kooky, yeah, and okay. show the male lead what his life could be. Uh-huh. Well, he is a manic pixie dream boy. He is uh-huh. that character. He's yes. just the I'm here to. Or at least that's what I thought is happening at this point in the movie. Yeah, he's shown up to bring whimsy into her life and show her how to. Yeah, be I kind of I think again. I did too without yeah. kind of knowing that trope. But yeah. that's kind of what yeah. I felt was happening. It's a trope to try and, immediately yeah, without to try knowing and it's got a name to to get her out of. Well, like, she's in a rut. She's yeah, clearly, like she's I unhappy. think I, I said I just kind of thought it would be she's unhappy. He meet mm. she meets this guy that opens up her eyes and her world and. La di da da. Yes. Fa la 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 la, I should say. <laughs> so she goes to, she's called a friend earlier and they agree that she can crash at their place. Yeah. So she turns up there. The friend is heavily pregnant, um, has a partner who he isn't super keen that she's there. Mm. And you get the vibe that she's stayed there before and things. She's a shambles and yeah. she's on like a one-night stand kind of bender. Yeah. Um, and I think this partner is kind of over it. But these but girls have been friends forever. They so set that up really well that you get that whole He doesn't backstory, say anything. Nothing you, is said. Yeah, but you pick it up immediately that, yeah. yeah, this has happened before. It's his partner's friend. He is a lot less forgiving but he's yeah. tolerant of it. You get all of that backstory yeah. really, really – Efficiently, I liked that. He's making some kind of paper. It's like sphere. a paper version of like a kind of class, sort of mid-century Danish um, lampshade. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like yeah. what you see in IKEA now that are more yeah. pl- made out of plastic and yeah. stuff. Now those IKEA kind of yeah, sphery like, and yeah. twirled bits and things. Yeah, you. I'm sure you guys know exactly everyone, what we're talking about. Is picturing exactly what's in our minds because we're so articulate in our explaining. So he's, but he's a crafty that. kind of guy. Yeah, he he's sitting there things. making making that, and it kind of comes out that last time she was there, he had made like out of matchsticks, like a big, like a like, galleon. Yeah, like this massive boat. Yep. Um, and she burnt it somehow by accident. We do get a flashback of it. It's pretty funny. We also get a flashback of one of her recent flatmates where she accidentally dropped a, a hairdryer in their <laughs> fish tank and killed their fish. Look, those little snippets were pretty funny. They were. They you were do get really the sense, good. oh, no, she's a terrible flatmate, though. She's yeah, she's shocking. So he kind of makes the, the statement of, like, one thing. She messes up one thing. She's out. Like, I'm, I'm tolerating her being here, but... Yeah. Not for long. 
So she falls asleep on the couch, but then like wakes up and is like, oh, I'm going out and goes out, finds herself a one night stand. The next scene, it's the morning. Um, she's kind of ushering this guy out of their house, which you can't do as a house guest. You like, really can't. You can't do that as a house guest. And so she's like, oh, sorry, guys, sorry, guys. And then promptly like squashes his paper creation. <laughs> and so, you know, she's she's gone. She's out. She's out. She's out. And it's fair. <laughs> so she's back at the shop with her suitcase because she's been kicked out of another place. And when she gets to the shop, there's police. Um, the shop's been broken into. Yeah. It's a shambles. Yeah. At this point, this is the point where I looked up and checked that, yeah, Michelle Yeoh's character really is credited in the... As Santa. As Santa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's so good. So, yeah, there's a bit of a confrontation there where there's some cops. Mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh's got to go off and sort out the insurance. Yeah. And then after they're gone, she turns on Kate and explains it. yeah. She knows Kate didn't lock up properly. Yeah. She's smashed the window herself, um, Santa has, so that she can, she get, can get the insurance and she yeah. doesn't like who this this has turned her mm. into. Yeah. But Kate hasn't got her shit together. She's very close yeah, to being Yeah, she fired. said, you know, since you've come back, you keep losing your shit. Mm. And we kind of think that it's still kind of her friend was saying, you know, to her partner, yeah, but she's been sick. She's been sick, you know. Yeah. Everyone said it's a it was very serious. Yeah, it was a, it wasn't just a little thing that she yeah. ended up in hospital for. It seemed like it was a really big deal. Yeah. Um and she was obviously in hospital for a while because this whole kind of like well since you've been back you're you're not coping and yeah. you're not you're not taking the same kind of care. And you get the sense that People have been giving her a lot of chances mm. because of that. Yeah. There's, there's an acceptance that, oh, whatever happened was very was so hard. big and yeah. hard and that, yeah, we're giving her some time but it's – She's worn out her um, yeah. welcome with everybody unfortunately yeah, she's going to – Yeah, up, she's on thin ice at this yep. stage. So she's going to have to go back and stay with her parents. She's run out of places to mm-hmm. crash and – Yeah. Well – while this is all kind of she's out the front, Tom rides up again on his bike and he kind of takes her to a homeless shelter. Oh, yeah. Which I think is his kind of way of like, well, this is your option. Like he says to her, these here, these are it's your, your people. people. Yeah. And she was like, what What do you mean? And he's like, well, you said you're, you're homeless. And so, she did. She used the word homeless. So here's your – here yeah. you go. Like – this is what real homeless people, yeah, you know, are. They're lining up for their soup. They're, and she was like, oh, what? how do you know about this? And he says to her that he volunteers there and that's how he knows yeah. about it. Um, at this point. She's very insulted also yeah. at this point where you know that she's not actually really homeless then, is she? Mm. She's still got options. Mm. He's showing her this is what it's like if you actually don't have options. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point I thought – He's got very bland clothing. It's all just like different like neutral tones. Is, is he a guardian angel? Oh, okay. That crossed my mind at this point. Yeah, no, I wasn't anywhere near there at this point. I was just still thinking, oh, <laughs> me cute kind of thing. He's such a nice guy. <laughs> like a little bit of virtue signalling. But interestingly, and this didn't come up in the movie, but 
like there are some people really trying to change that language around homelessness and talking about people mm. as unhoused and taking it away, changing the language so it's not like yeah. your identity. Yes. And that making it more about this is a circumstance that people are in. Yeah, and it, but lots it of people. Them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And lots of people are in that circumstance for a huge different amount of reasons, yeah. really. And sometimes it's a choice and sometimes, sometimes it's not. frequently not. And that, yeah, it makes her address that actually she does have other options. Yeah. So but she, also that she's not better than anyone else. No. 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 The, get your yeah. acts together and accept the help. Yeah. Or you're going to end up lining up here. Yeah, with, with fewer options. Mm-hmm. So she calls for a cab and then we see her in the cab and she's just complaining about her mom and how she feels like her mom liked it better when she was ill and because it was, you know, all about her mum when she was sick and, you know. She got all that sympathy and support. And yeah. She kind of blossomed. Yeah. Um, and then it turns out that the cab driver or the Uber driver is her dad. Yep. <laughs> And he gets it, drops her off at home, which is done up like a Christmas tree. And she's like, are you going to come in? And he goes, no, your mum will still be awake. I'm going to do a few more jobs before oh, I come good. in. <laughs> so she goes to the door and starts banging on the door like, hi, mum, it's me, it's me. And there's no answer. So she starts kind of going, KGB, open up. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. It was funny. It was like, <laughs> oh, that's probably incredibly inappropriate. I loved it. It was pretty funny. The Emma Thompson opens her, the door with her Baltic accent, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I thought was so bizarre. But okay. Um, because I didn't come to the movie knowing any of that. No, I had no idea. So I knew that she was in it, but I, I didn't know what her role was. Oh, I thought she was so, just yeah. going to be an English Rose mum. I, I kind of felt that she would be her mum and I kind of felt yeah. that she was a shambles. I actually thought going in that it, there would be a real alcoholism kind of storyline. Oh, yeah. And she's drinking a lot And she's drinking a lot. Too. So that kind of, yeah. yeah. But I kind of thought she looked like an alcoholic in the in the trailer. In the trailers. Well, she's got a lot of what looks like 90s era grunge layering of dresses, uh-huh. which I think is partly just about she's carrying all of her regular belongings with her because she's yeah. being booted out of places. Yeah. But she wears a leopard yeah. print fur coat. Uh, which I love. She has smudged eyeliner. Yeah. So alcoholism of course that's interesting how your brain just sort of fills in going these are the tropes that i'm i'm used to seeing them yeah deployed in these ways so that's what's going on with that character yeah Mm. so we go into her room and there's george michael posters up everywhere um the mum turns the lights off and sits on the bed and like sings her like a lullaby she also says because um, Kate is resisting being called Katarina. Katarina, yeah. And Emma Thompson says Kate is not a name, which I object <laughs> to. It's my, I don't have another name. That is my whole no. name. Well, I think it started off as not a actual name, though. Yeah, it didn't. It wasn't. It was a shortening. Mm-hmm. But damn it, it is now. <laughs> Anything can be a name yeah, if true. you want to. Good point. In these days and age. So we end up the next day 
she goes to the um, her doctor's appointment with her mum. She yep. finally goes. And so this is where we kind of find out a little bit more about what has happened. Yeah. But not to the full extent no. at this point yet. So she's getting quizzed on her diet, um, if she's exercising, you know, is she looking getting enough rest, all of that. We know she's not. Kate's saying, yes, I am, I'm eating well. And the mum's going, nope. Nope, she's not doing anything yeah. right. Her mum is – I can see that she's quite overbearing, but she's also telling the truth here. Yes. She's the one who's actually upfront about what's happening. Yeah. And so then the doctor says to her, you need to look after your heart. You need more rest. You need to eat better. You need to be less angry. Yeah. I'll see you in a month kind of thing. <laughs> so we know that something's going on with her heart. So it's yeah. – it's she's it's properly not the metaphorical sick. look after your heart. Yeah, it's no, the literal literally look after she's, that organ. Yeah, she something has happened to her heart. Um, yeah, interesting scene. It was kind of it, it told us a lot about the dynamic between her and her mum, mm. and gave us a bit of insight on like what's actually going on. Because like at this point, we still don't really not much has been given to us. No. We're plodding along, and it's entertaining, and it's nice and it's a bit delightful and but we don't really know no. what's happening yeah. at all do we not until kate runs into henry golding in a nice plum jumper mm-hmm. and she just kind of trauma dumps at him mm. yeah so he comes to visit her at work and it's night time and he takes her out for a walk again and she says that they escaped the former Yugoslavia because of the war and her mum's really, really depressed but got happy because when when Kate became ill and mm. she, like, really it felt like her mum really liked her being sick. Yeah. Like, not it's liked not that, her. But she like, had, yeah. She was useful and respected and that She was liked being the centre of attention. Um, well, at least that's Kate's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Found it a bit exciting, I think was said as well. Like mm. the, the drama of it kind of thrived off yeah. the drama of what was happening. Um, he takes her down a dark alleyway again, but this time he leads her to an ice skating rink and there's much romance happening. <laughs> that was really sweet. That ice skating rink with, with the like the, the lighting chandelier. That was incredible. Yeah, it was pretty beautiful, wasn't yeah. it? And so his plan is that, well, he's going to help her with her future audition, that if she needs to audition on ice, at least she'll have Mm -hmm. been on ice the first time. Yeah. She's very good for someone who's never been on ice. Oh, yeah. That's (laughs) the whole they've never been on ice. Like, no, these actors didn't do a – I'm not even trying. They definitely practice. (laughs) Of course. Good on them. And they get caught by security and they're not supposed to be in there and run off. Mm-hmm. Have you know the classic romantic comedy? <laughs> We've run away from yeah, no, no repercussions, no, no consequences. Uh, somehow get out into the street in like in they're their still ice running boots. in their ice boots. Yeah, their ice skates. <gasps> their they're, ice skates. they're running along. He kind of like disappears, and this is where a few times she doesn't know where he is. Mm. Like she kind of goes, "Oh, where are you?" and things, which I quite at the time I kind of went, "That's weird." Yeah. It's a weird thing to say. Like, he's just standing behind you. <laughs> like, mm. okay. Um, she had a really good leather, red leather jacket at this point too. Yeah. I just want to call oh, that her out. Her outfits are all Her outfits great. were great. That um, biker style red leather jacket, chef's kiss. 
Oh, also, we do get a, a bit of the Santa subplot where yeah. Kate notices. Um, What's he doing? He's like just the gentleman. Just, I keep calling him the gent. He was like a real gentleman. So I just wrote him down as the gentleman. He's like out. He's in. He's got like, like a like market Christmas store? market. Yeah, it's like Christmas markets. Okay. I don't know. I know that that's a real thing in December in lots of places in yeah. Europe. I don't know if there would be one there or if it would be set up this early. But Kate sees him just sort of like gazing at the shop and she's like, I'm gonna, I think it was based on Tom saying do something nice to someone else. Yes. And how she's alienated, alienated yeah. and sort of used up and a I lot of people in her And I think she was saying like, I'm going to lose my job and he's yeah. just like, well, do, do something, something nice, nice for, for Santa. Santa. Yeah. yeah. And so she sees Danish, you know, Nordic, gentleman. Nordic gentleman gazing at the shop and she goes out and talks to him and, and discovers that he loves Christmas. Yeah. And she brings him into the shop and then so Santa and this man that she calls Boy because boy. she can't pronounce his name <laughs> go on a date and and they start to fall in love. Yeah, off it's and very, great. very sweet. She goes off to her audition. Yep. It goes quite well. It definitely goes better than the last one. Yeah, it goes and quite well. And joking about how some people show up and they haven't even been on ice before. It's yeah. just like, oh, scandalous. Yeah. She does fall over. <laughs> but she feels good about herself. Like she's yeah. had an audition. She feels good about herself. Um, it's the first time we kind of see her feeling good about herself too, mm-hmm. really. And this is the point where I noticed the eyeliner and I'm like, I bet now that she starts to do nice things for people and feel oh, better for herself, I think her eye makeup's makeup. going to get more precise. And does it? It does. Oh, there you I was go. right about that. It's amazing the little things that they and can work yeah. in with stuff like that. And I think that's one of the things that works in this movie that they're very clear. They're able to do a lot quite efficiently. Like you just get that without really – you don't have to notice that her eye makeup has gotten more precise and lighter and – it's less dark greys and, yeah, and it's lighter subtle colors. stuff. It's yeah. subtle things that just make her seem more together, lighter and more together mm-hmm. that you don't yeah. necessarily notice. notice. Yeah, it's smart, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, and they do quite a lot of that in this. Now, Henry Golding's costumes, or like I was joking about them being bland, but he does always really stand out in a the crowd. They're very crisp and neat and yeah, n- neutral blocky colors. Yeah, yeah. So once she's at work again, I, I loved this part where um, Santa's explaining that she calls this gentleman boy because oh she gosh. can't say um, He's got his this name. Like, Scandinavian name. And then she she's like, it. it's so funny. And then um, she kind of says something like, oh, but, you know, he can say your name. And she says her full proper name. Yeah, she's got a full Chinese name. And then Kate's like, like, your name is Santa. Yeah, like, just like. <laughs> What, your name's not Santa? And I love that she's like, well, no. Like when I worked at a pet shop, my name was – I chose the name Kitty. And when I worked in the Japanese um, shop, my name was Miso. And when I worked in the bakery, my name was Muffin. I thought, oh, she's a genius. Yeah, she's smart. (laughs) That whole scene was like – that was where I'm thinking just like – Give give me the romantic comedy that is Michelle Yeoh, Santa and Boy. <laughs> I want to see Santa and I would watch a whole movie with that. No questions asked. I would watch her in any comedy. She was good. She was funny. Yeah, but yeah, she's got like a I think probably a Cantonese name. Yeah, she's got the full parts. So was, it was Santa. nice that they addressed that her name isn't really Santa. Santa. Well, I kind of knew her name wasn't Santa. No, exactly. But I hadn't really even thought more about that. 
she had another name, yeah. to be oh, honest. I didn't think we were going to learn it. No, you just thought that that's what she got called in the shop. Because um, she does call Kate Alf as well while she she's does, working. She bags her out quite a lot, which, to be fair, is reasonable because she's a shambles. When we get to see her, she's usually being pretty bad at her job or yeah. slacking off. So Yeah. And, that yeah, she does night, refer to her as Elf. So. Yeah, she does. That night she goes to meet Tom at the homeless shelter because that's where he said that he would works. be. Yeah. Um, he's not there. They have no idea who this Tom is. She doesn't, like, question it well, too much, though. Also, because the guy there that she talks to is like, oh, I don't work with the night volunteers. People, yeah. So she's kind of like, okay. He's like, I don't that. work with the night volunteers, yet it's night time. I know, but it's, oh, but it's winter. England, so, yeah. yeah, it might be like three in the afternoon. Yeah, She gets pushed into helping make cups of tea mm. for everyone. Um, well, she could run, but she does choose to stay. Like, basically, yeah. so we're busy, do this, since you're here, and she does, which is good. Yeah. And she's actually doing something useful and kind. Yeah. Tom isn't there. No one can find Tom. Does Tom exist? Yeah. So she goes home. She's a bit late home for dinner and has forgotten that this is the night where they're having a, a family dinner to celebrate her sister Marta's promotion at her mm, law firm. Yeah. The, there's a lot of sister tension here. Yeah. They don't They don't get along. History. Look, you know, we're sisters. We've got another sister. We all get along, but you've always got a lot of history with your sisters. Yeah. You've got a lot of history with your family. And at this point in time, it's not good. No, it's not good. Marta's really annoyed at Kate because she, like, I think because Marta's like, well, I'm the one that has to hold it together and I've got my shit together and da-da-da and you're allowed to just be a shambles and not show up to doctor's appointments and show up to dinners whenever you want. and you can be late. I got had to – I didn't necessarily want to be a lawyer. I did it because that's what my parents wanted. Yeah, because the dad was a lawyer – um, but he couldn't afford to retrain when they moved to England. Yep. So he, that's why he's a cabbie yep. now. Which gets explained shortly after this, yeah. Oh, okay, does it? Okay. Um, but what Kate does in next yeah, is not okay. No, it's not cool. But before that happens, oh, yeah. there is a great, <laughs> a great little banter where Emma Thompson's character finds out that Dick and penis mean the same thing. <laughs> and she's like, but what that? about our neighbour Dick? <laughs> just, is he penis? Like it's just, it's really, really good. That's right. There's a bit about swearing and they're like, don't say that. And she doesn't know what Dick means. And then they're swearing in Serb Croatian. And that was, that was pretty funny. It was really good. Yeah. It was really good. And then, but then Kate outs Marta because she's like, why isn't Alba your girlfriend here? Yeah. And um, and then the mum's all confused going, oh, that's your, that's flat your flatmate. And, yeah, awkward, awkward Very times. Awkward. Not okay. No, not okay. But there's obviously a lot of stuff going on. Like that's pretty sad for Marta to like mm. – She's she looks about – well, Kate's 26, so I would say she's about 28. 28, 30. Like, yeah. yeah. So, Young but a grown-up. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad. So Kate goes to a bar, of course. Of course she does. But it's not, it's not satisfying her like it normally 
wood. So there's guys hitting on her and she's just a bit like, mm, nah. At this point, eyeliner, less ah, of it. Okay, yep. I'm going to have to watch it again. You can um, just fast forward to those scenes. So she goes back to the homeless shelter to find Tom, basically. And she bumps into Tom. And is it at this point that she's quite mad at him because she hasn't been able to find him for a couple of days? And she's like, I needed you. I've been looking for you. Get your phone out of the cupboard because he's told her he keeps his phone in the cupboard. Um, And he's like, she's really, really kind Mm. of angry at him. Yeah. He calms her down and he takes her back to his place. Um, He lives in a very tidy, tiny yeah, like apartment. a studio. It's minuscule. But yeah. it's central London. Yeah. Um, very tidy, very neat. Again, I'm starting to think like, okay, a guardian angel probably wouldn't have a house, but if they did, this is all that they would need. <laughs> you were really on the supernatural um, 100%, thing. 100%. At this, up until about this point, spoilers are going to get real. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 100% thought... No, supernatural themes. Oh, no, not, not at all. He's a guardian all. angel, but no. Not at all. So she starts kind of opening up to him and we find out that she's had a heart transplant last Christmas. So it's not about George Michael dying last Christmas. It's about the fact that she got a heart transplant last Christmas. It's interesting that they chose that year though, that it was like obviously on purpose. Yeah, definitely on purpose. This is when I figured it out. I didn't figure it out. I, I felt, ah, oh, he knows the person that's, that's. You were so close. Yeah, I was like, away. I was like, it's his ex. I kind of thought it's his ex-girlfriend and that's why there's a, because they have a little bit of a pash, but he puts her to bed and. Nothing else happens and he won't get in the bed with her. And I kind of thought, I wonder if it's his ex-girlfriend or his ex-wife, like his, yep. his wife or it's it's their heart. And he's found her and that's why he's trying to be really slow. Yep. But he kind of is drawn to her because it's that other person's heart. Because she does connection. talk about she feels really different. She does Since she's got someone else's heart in her, yeah. she doesn't feel the same. That they took her heart and threw it away. Yeah, they threw oh, – and I'd never thought of it that way before and it was mm. – A bit intense, that Yeah, thing. it was because I – yeah. And, of course, I gave you my heart and you – threw it away the very next day yeah um yeah that's that's how I figured it out yeah so I kind of felt that it yep. was someone he knew and I totally thought okay makes sense. yeah yeah took out my heart and threw it away you wrote that down and what they put back felt weird mm. do you know that Amelia Amelia Clark herself had had a couple of near-death experiences and some extremely serious health problems before oh, this. Because, possibly. Because that's ringing a bell. It wouldn't be at the forefront of my mind, obviously, but mm. that does actually um, yeah. sound familiar. It wasn't something she talked about publicly before this movie came out, but in 2019. Oh. Well, actually, no, it may have been around the time of this movie coming out. It was after she'd finished Game of Thrones. She okay. talked about how uh, she'd had a couple of aneurysms. Yes. On set. Well, just like in – I think she was – the first one was like she was training. She was at the gym and it was yeah, in between it was around. season one and two, yes. I think. 
I'll, find, I'll link to the article yeah, on our website. That, yeah, no, I have heard that before. But it, that did cross my mind here that she's quite good at the just the angst of this character. Mm. I thought, like, that would have been very interesting. I wonder how it was for her playing a character who'd been through these really intense health struggles and you're yeah. not sure, you know, the impact it's going to have on your life or if you're going to live a long life I because know. of it. Because, yeah, she had to be treated later for a, a second aneurysm that didn't. In her brain. In her brain. Yeah, two aneurysms, two separate aneurysms. Far out. And so young, like at about, this would have been happening at about the age the character was because she's a little older in real life. Oh, my Stars look amazing and young. So, yeah, she had been through this extremely intense health challenge and then had kept it really private because. Is that when she was was with um, the What's His Face? Family Guy creator, Seth oh, MacFarlane. I think it was a bit after that. Okay. But I forgot I just, about I that. So did I. I just popped into I my head there. there were a couple. Look, maybe yeah. I'll make a timeline. Okay. But yeah, I thought that was quite interesting seeing the character. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that was what drew her to this character, that yeah. she could really play that from a, a, a sense of personal experience. Yeah. It's... um. Also, at this point, I noticed her eyebrows are amazing. Oh, she's always got good eyebrows. She's got the best eyebrows. So they have a bit of a kiss after she confides in him about her heart transplant and yeah. how it made her feel. She just yeah feels yeah. wrong that they took and her he heart away. And he looks really, really pained. Mm. And that's when I went, oh, he knows. Yep. He he knows. No, that's the He part. knows. He knows. Oh, you worked it right I out. worked it out. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll explain later. She then gets on, like, the next morning she's energised. Like, mm. she's feeling good. Yeah. Um, it's the best she's probably felt in ages. She's wanting to do more stuff. Talking to him and having a good night's sleep were really good for her. Yeah. Definitely at this point, I've also written in my notes that I've noticed that I was right about the eyeliner and her mm. eye makeup lightens up and is, is just less heavy now yeah. that she's feeling better about yeah, herself. she's feeling much better. She starts busking to raise money for the shelter. In her elf uniform. Like, yeah. She gets so much use out of that elf costume. Oh, I'd wear it all the time too if I had one like that. Um, Santa's boyfriend um, comes to the shop and has given her, gives her this family heirloom ornament that is like a fermented cabbage Christmas tree because oh, yes. he's a sauerkraut expert. Sorry, I wrote, yes. I wrote that down because I'm just that like, was I really love their cute, love. Though, it too. was really cute. It was really cute. But yeah, Santa, they're, like they're falling in love. They're both obsessed with Christmas and they love it so much. And mm-hmm. Santa's having to eat all this sauerkraut. <laughs> <laughs> she, again, like they're doing, so she's decided to put on a Christmas show with the homeless um, shelter. Yeah, we don't see a lot of it, but she's like now super involved. Yeah, she's there. super involved in there, which I also find weird that there's no Tom around for a few days mm. as well. Like, and she's gotten super involved and gotten involved in their Christmas show like mm. in five minutes. But look, the whole movie has to take place in the lead up to Christmas. Yeah. So she goes to the garden um, and she meets up with Tom, and Tom's freaked out, and he's like, "I've got to tell you something." And I thought for sure he's going to be like. Oh yeah, my wife. My wife. You've got my yeah, wife's heart. I thought for sure. And look, but actually, they, that they, would have made a lot of sense at that point. You worked it out, but I feel like I was led down the garden path that they wanted you to be led down. A hundred percent. And I was fully there with, for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then he was, but then he doesn't say that to her, and he's just like, "Oh, you can't depend on me. I'm, you know, oh, you're you're becoming too attached." And I was like, mm, oh, "Here we go." Like, yeah. 
Which is what made issues, me think, much. Oh, I think I am right about this mm. because he's he's not there for her. Yeah. yeah. So she catches the bus and there's a bit of racism going on because we're right around the time of Brexit as yeah. well and, like, Emma Thompson's made a few comments of, oh, they, no one wants us here and – We're going to have to run We're going to have to – yeah. yeah. I can't imagine how traumatic it would be yeah. to have been a Especially refugee like to a country. Especially, Run from a war. and, and Yeah, and then see the ra- racist rhetoric yeah. that was happening at the time. Like, that's fucked. So there's people um, – I guess what what language are they speaking, do I'll you feel? I'll double-check this, but in I had the subtitles on and it said Serb-Croat. Okay, so they're, t- they're talking on the bus and then there's this kind of really vile racist guy. It always seems to happen – it happens on transport a lot, doesn't it? It does in real life too. Yeah, and he's just like, go back to where you came from, you know, basic white privileged bullshit spouting out on public transport. Yeah, so she the, – these this couple on the bus are quite distraught when yeah. this guy gets off and this is when she really kind of – you see her really embracing who she is once again. Because mm. um, they look really upset as you yeah, would be. Yeah, and she sits down and she starts speaking to them and in – she says – in, yeah, in language and says, you know, you are welcome you here. You are welcome and, and refers to herself as Katerina. The first time the we've first seen her time. do it. Yeah. And I then I kind of wonder, did she purely like stop calling herself Katerina after the heart transplant? It's Possibly. It seems recent, doesn't it? Yeah, it does because everyone's still calling her Katerina and they're all like, Poor Kate, mm. kind of thing. Like it seems. It doesn't feel like an ongoing dispute. Yeah, and if she's kind of said that she hasn't felt herself and maybe she's tried to kind of have a new identity or yeah. she's definitely had an identity crisis yeah. after this heart transplant. She gets off the bus and she's at Marta's house and she meets her girlfriend and apologises and it seems like bridges are being mended Yeah, there. it's a good apology because she is honest about having messed up. She's not asking for forgiveness as a transactional thing. Like yeah. it's a good apology of that I need to apologise you still get to be mad at me. Yeah. Like it's, you don't have to forgive me just because I've apologised, which is how apology should work, that you don't yeah. – it's not a transaction. Did you notice their wreath, though, on their no. front door? It was fairly sort of classic um, leaves, but it had peacock feathers. Ooh, Go back and have a I look at it. I love peacock feathers. It was beautiful. Very 1920s. Yeah, it was super gorgeous. You'd have to – you could do it. Like you'd have to have mm. a place that's undercover. Mm. So it didn't get wrecked, but it was a beautiful wreath. Do you remember Nan used to decorate her house with vases with peacock feathers in yes, her I do. vases? Yeah, that looked good. Yeah, they were beautiful. Then we get a little bit of a montage of her bonding with her mum and replacing the the boat that she had burnt down yeah. from at her friends. And brought and them flowers. She's definitely in a place now where she's feeling better about herself and ready to confront the mistakes that she's made mm. and kind of have a bit of accountability for stuff that's happened. Yeah. And trying to move things on. She yeah. Did wrong. yeah. Yeah. And accepting them too, that it's not a, well, I was sick and having a hard time, so I get a free pass. It's no one yeah. actually going to apologize and make up for things and try to make amends and come back into your life in a nice, respectful way. She's eating salad. Mm-hmm. She got Santa a coffee herself. and then Santa's getting her salads. And Yeah, she's actually looking yeah. after herself again. 
you get a bit of a sense that after the surgery that yeah she lost track of herself and almost didn't feel like she deserved mm. to well to she look kind of says herself. that herself that she just feels weird yeah. like she's not doesn't feel that she's her anymore yeah she can't she doesn't even feel that she can sing as well like she just mm. isn't the same yeah we have the bit where her mom's watching like a Brexit related protest and oh. griping about it and then her mum also then just makes a racist comment about Polish people. And it <laughs> looks like it looks like Amelia Clark like look almost looks exact like right down the camera at that moment. <laughs> it's quite it's quite funny. Um but also like, oh that joke didn't really need to be there. She takes her mum to the Christmas market and they do shots of gin. Mm. They're having a nice time. And then she goes, she's looking for Tom and she's like, oh, well, I know where he lives now. I can find him. Yeah, I'll go to his house. And she goes to his flat and he's not there. It's for sale. Mm. It's been empty for months apparently. And then she's like, but Tom lives here. And then and the guy's like, Tom, no. Has no someone one's, been squatting? Yeah, and they think that – and she's like, oh, my God, he was a squatter. <laughs> oh, and then um, he said, oh, that happens sometimes with houses like this where – the person that it's in probate, yeah. The person that owned it has died, and she's mm. like, "Well, what's his name?" And um, he says, "Oh, last name Webster," and she's like, "That's his. That's Tom's name." And he, and she was like, "He died of an accident." He was like, "Then we see that Tom was hit by a truck, a truck last Christmas." while he was on his bike at the very same time that she was very sick and was going in to get her heart transplant and then I've written down he is a ghost I'm crying I was blubbering at this point because I had no fucking idea now no idea whatsoever it hit me like a ton of bricks like like the truck that hit Tom it hit me (laughs) and I was a mess I was sitting here just crying and like literally as I worked it out my husband rang me and I was like I'm trying to watch the movie I kind of like got him off the phone quickly so I could continue <laughs> crying because he's like, oh, is it good? And I'm like, yeah, it's really good. Got to go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I was sitting there like trying to keep it together while I just realised this huge thing. Yep. Now I was a bit weepy as we got the montage of Tom's accident and he's a he's an organ donor and so then they're bringing Kate in for surgery because they found a compatible yep. donor. I was a bit weepy but I was also like, I was right. You felt, I, you felt I, I guessed pretty. the twist. <laughs> I'm quite proud of Not myself. Me. I was. Oh, but this is quite emotional for <laughs> Henry Golding. I was. It hit me so. I've, yeah. I haven't cried like that in a movie <gasps> for a long time. Like, because purely, I had no idea, no idea at all. I also figured out something that they reveal slightly later, because. In the park, I'm like, I bet that's his like memorial bench. Yeah, I worked that out yeah. too when when she stood up and yep. and we saw that his name was on the memorial bench. Which I think actually, because I've seen lots of memorial benches before, yeah. I think is what helped me make the leap to yes. making the guess. Because that's she what people do. Yeah. Because yeah. he was very clear. Like, also this is made a special me wonder if like the other people were also ghosts in the park. Maybe. Or whether he just could creep because he knew a lot about them. Yeah. He whether he could just creep them. on them because he was, he was a ghost. He was creeping on them because he likes that. He's a ghost who likes that park. So she goes to the park because she understandably is a mess yeah. now because she's just discovered the guy that she's crushing on. Yeah. 
And that she's told doesn't her boss actually about. exist. He's a ghost. Ghost boyfriend. Yeah. Now, that would have been a giveaway of a title. Ghost boyfriend. But it'd be a good title. I'd bet you $10 that there's a Hallmark movie called Ghost Boyfriend. Last Christmas. Ghost, ghost boyfriend. boyfriend. Kate's I'm Googling to see if there's a I just want to see if there's a movie, movie called Ghost Boyfriend. Or whether we should just snap it up and write Ghost Boyfriend to the screenplay. It's available, Amy. So she's at the park. Tom arrives. I'm still crying. Um, he's like, you know, take care of my heart. It was always going to be yours one way or another. That made oh! me cry. Yeah, there was a bit of, bit of tears oh! there. I was like, damn it. He's so charming and handsome. Yeah. Then he walks away and she gets up and we see that it's the memorial bench. Yep. We but then- she's, like, she's pretty good at this point. She's kind of... Yeah, she's sad, co- look, she's coping. coping much but like I could yeah. If that happened in the first <laughs> act, she would have had a meltdown. Oh, and yeah. that would have been fair. We cut to two weeks later and she's doing the big um homeless shelter performance, the Christmas performance. It seems like it's sold out. And everyone she's ever met is there. Like the yes. real estate agent from two scenes ago is there, which I'm like, is okay, he? yes. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Yes. I'm like, okay, the whole cast are here. But, May, well, maybe he was there. Well, no, because she kind of collapsed when. Yeah, she freaked. She really, like, yeah, fair she enough. just folded. Oh, no, she'd just been told a huge, traumatic, horrible piece of news. That's bad. Yeah. But either he's involved in the community or she, like, went back and explained and then and invited said, him I've to just the thing. I realised that. The guy who I've been seeing is actually the guy that gave me my heart. He's a ghost. Do you come want to, to come to this performance? It's for charity. I don't know how. I wish we had that scene. Santa's there. Santa's boyfriend, the boy, yeah. is there. Yeah. Um, well, we expect them to be there and her family. Yeah. And that's about her it. Her friends. There. Her friends. Her sister's girlfriend is there yes. with the parents. All of that kind of reconciliation happens off screen, but yeah. clearly – Stuff happens. Yeah. Santa's very proud when um, Kate gets up on, on stage and then, you know, she lights herself up with Christmas lights yes. and then everyone's lit up with Christmas lights and Santa's like, yeah, that's all from my shop. Probably. Just like, she probably supplied She says something all. along those lines to Roy okay. <laughs> and she looks very proud and he looks very proud and it's just very sweet. Yeah, the performance goes Great. Great. They make lots of money, I'm assuming. Like it's Probably. a success. She sings in public and feels good about it, yeah. which is like the what cathartic moment yeah. this character needs. Yeah. Christmas lunch goes very well. It seems like everything's kind of sorted. Yeah. Which is unusual for Christmas. And usually that's when everything like given all of the like sorted. events that have just happened, like in the movie leading up to Christmas, but yeah, basically, people have made up with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the they've accepted it, the girlfriend, like no worries, and that kind of makes me think that poor Marta had probably been made it all up in her head somewhat that she wasn't going to be as accepted as she was. Yep, and that's all been resolved off screen. Yeah, they brought dessert, which is referred to as lesbian pudding. <laughs> The jokes are extremely broad, <laughs> but they're there. Why is it lesbian pudding? Because they bought it. Yeah. Because they made it. Yeah. <laughs> that's 
That's the whole joke. It's not sophisticated. I, Emma Thompson has an Oscar for writing. <laughs> and I feel like maybe she could do a little better with those jokes. But anyway, not the point. Um, it's made me laugh. Yeah, so. there you go. It was, look, it was funny enough. Um, there's a bit of singing. It's sad. And everyone's like, stop singing that sad song, Emma Thompson. Let's sing oh, some that's jolly right. folk music. That's right. And they all have a bit of a sing. Yes. And I think that's that's pretty much the end of yeah. the movie. They were, all singing and dancing and having Christmas and Kate's boyfriend is a ghost. <laughs> but there was a cute boy at the who works at the homeless shelter who definitely oh, yes. noticed her. And he, yeah, Nathan. he seemed quite sweet too. And so you didn't get the he? sense that yeah, she doesn't need a boyfriend at the end of the movie for her. No, it wasn't. It wasn't about. Yeah. At the end of the day, when we thought this was going to be a romantic comedy about her finding love, it wasn't at all. It was, it was about. It was about yeah, loving herself and accepting herself, and yeah. and um, recovering from this huge trauma that she'd had last Christmas. Yeah, the so, same Christmas that George Michael died. Like that yeah. would have been a freaking bad Christmas. Yeah, for Tom her. died. She got a heart transplant. George Michael died. Mm. But yeah, the whole. He gave her his heart, literally. That's the yeah. plot. That's the idea. Mm-hmm. That's the idea that Emma Thompson and her husband had. Mm-hmm. They were like, listening We've to We've come up with the story. We're probably having a couple of nice wines. I know Emma Thompson loves a rosé. Yeah. Um, I wonder too if it was they were listening to that song because George Michael had maybe. died. And that's why they like when kind of went, well, let's, let's memorialise George. With, we've, with got the, we've got a story. Yeah, and with a Christmas movie. Yeah, went away and wrote the script. And yeah. Used all his songs. It was beautiful hearing his songs mm. scattered throughout. I like that. It doesn't happen much in movies anymore. It's a real 90s kind of thing to use yeah. proper pop music as your soundtrack. Yeah. I think like kids today don't realize how amazing soundtracks were in the 90s and how important soundtracks were to us mm. in the 90s growing up. Yeah, where they were very heavy on Yeah, like your favorite albums were soundtracks. Yeah. It's true. Where now, like, movies are all very slick and they have composers, which is great. Scores oh, are and amazing. And I mean that definitely happened in the past, but I think also it's more expensive to have a composer and do an orchestral mm. score. And so, yeah, there's been eras where a lot of movies went, it's, it's, we'll do this, it's cheaper because yeah. they can license the music a lot more cheaply. Yeah. I don't feel it happens as much now or I don't watch movies where it happens as much. Yeah, maybe maybe we're not watching the right movies maybe. for that. I'm going to be paying attention for yeah. that now. Yeah, but I loved it. I thought it was really delightful. It's probably one that I'll probably whip out and watch most Christmases oh, that's nice. now because I'm not a real fan of like Love Actually. Everyone loves to watch Love Actually around Christmas. Yeah. I'm not a real fan. Although I did see a really funny thing the other day going, if you watch Die Hard straight after watching Love Actually, Alan Rickman gets, <laughs> gets what punished. he gets punished <laughs> for what he does to Emma Thompson. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I really liked it though. I, liked I was it too. I was happy with um my choice. Yeah, yeah. It, like I didn't go in super open to it, and mm. I did enjoy it. Yeah, no. I just i I knew I wanted to watch it because it was George Michael based. I felt that I was going to watch a George yeah. Michael biopic. No, I didn't really, <laughs> but 
I can't. That's pretty much all I knew about it. Yeah, I like Amelia Clark, and mm. I really like Henry Golding mm. and Emma Thompson. And I didn't know Michelle Yeoh was in it. I definitely would have been more pumped had I known that up front. Yeah. But what I a what it. a treat to have such a twist in it, mm. and not be just your normal cut yeah. and dry. Um, Romantic comedy. I love that I spent half the movie thinking he's a guardian angel. Well, he, he was. Kind of, yeah. 100%. That's what I he is. I don't feel like I was 100% wrong. No, not at all because he – why else would he be there? Mm-hmm. He was – I think he kind of came down to kind of guide her to be like, you need to look after yourself and you need to look after my heart. Yeah. Don't throw it away. Don't throw it away. I gave you my heart last the very Christmas. last Christmas and a year later you're trying to throw it away. Yep. <laughs> Don't do it. Mm-hmm. It's a great song. Remember, um, Stacey used to think there was something like content. What? How does it go about soldiers? She used to sing the wrong words. Hang on. Last Christmas, you gave me my heart, and the very next day, you gave it away. This year, the semi frontiers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. She kind of like always felt there was like some soldiers or something, and then I remember I felt that too. No, it's... The semi-frontiers. Will it's to save me from tears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll give it to someone special, but the semi-frontiers, I'll give it to someone special because soldiers Maybe are going to come. Maybe he's going to war. He's going to war. <laughs> like, that's what's happening in the song. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh, go and listen to some George, guys. Go and listen to some Careless Whispers. That's the best song. If you're participating in Whamageddon this year, don't go and listen to that song. Do you know Whamageddon? No. It's the challenge that you set yourself and your friends for December. Oh, not to hear last not Christmas. Not to hear last Christmas. So, like, watching, the, I literally watched this movie on the 1st of December. I was like, it's not happening, guys. Oh. No, we, happening we listen to last Christmas a lot in December. Mm. So I fail I that daily. I don't want to be avoiding George Michael. No, and the kids' school bell is... It gets played at the kids' school. Oh, there like, you go. They're not participating. That's fine. No. No. Go and listen to George. It'll yeah, cheer you up. It will. It's good. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yay. Woohoo. Do you want to pick our next movie or do I, you want to? I do. So we're going to take a little bit of a break over Christmas, New Year. Mm-hmm. So we won't be updating on schedule, uh, but we'll be back in the New Year. Yes. And I, I do have a movie picked. I thought... About, you know, what's a nice movie for like new beginnings and like a positive start and mm-hmm. change in your life? Let's have a better 2022, guys. Yeah. And just like what's a movie that would be about, yeah, positive change? Are you leading me down the garden path to like then go, we're watching No, I'm not. Aliens. No, because I, you know, I have a list of movies that I want to watch and there was some, you know, dark content on there. I'm like, I just don't think. That's what I want to pick next. And I don't it's want not to what back we need. up on this movie with like Gone Girl or something really intense. So I thought let's do Book Smart. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it, but that's one awesome. that I've been dying to see. It's really good. I did see something the other day where someone saying that it's the worst movie they've ever seen. What is wrong? Well, and then I, I, mean, I was a, baffled because I thought it was meant choice. to be really, really good. I loved it. I've only seen it once. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Olivia Wilde, can't remember what year it came out. It's pretty recent. Yeah. So it's about two girls. It's their wild sort of last day of school. Mm-hmm. They've been good rule followers their whole time in school and are realising now that they're leaving year 12 and about to go off onto their university journeys. 
that maybe they've missed out on uh-huh. they've missed out on having fun at high school and this yeah. is their last chance to have a wild party night yeah. while they're still high school awesome. students and they go for it awesome. and it is fun i think okay. you're really going to like it great yeah, so there awesome. you go. We'll be back in the new year yeah. with Booksmart. Merry Christmas and a happy new year, guys. Yeah, happy new year, everybody, and thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.